0: Ladies and gentlemen, entering the podcast, weighing in at 150 pounds, hailing from West Kildone in Manitoba,
1: he is the headliner, Jordan Garber!
0: And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jordan Garber Now podcast. You guys are listening live on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And We do have a lot of listeners, whether you're listening from Winnipeg, out in India, Indiana, China, New Zealand, Vietnam, you name it. There's people listening all over the world, and I want to thank you all for your support. Tonight's interview is going to conclude with a interview with none other than AEW star Frankie Kazarian. He was in WWE, he was in TNA, and now he is destroying the competition with SCU in All Elite Wrestling. This interview does date back all the way to 2015 at Primo's Wrestling at, I think it's a cultural center in King Edward Street or something, but this was done in Winnipeg, and it is a very good interview and one of the best that I've conducted. So, check it out coming up next, an interview done with Frankie Kazarian on Jordan Garber Now, after these messages. Are you looking for cards for any occasion, whether that's weddings, birthday parties, or just straight out for fun? Well, check out MyTradingCards.com and they can create any trading card for you. The official trading card of the Jordan Garber Now podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Jordan Garber Now. Now, obviously another important aspect of this podcast is about being healthy and staying fit and keeping fit. And we are here with none other than the ballistic Brent Myers to provide us with that information. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing well yourself.
0: I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. I literally just walked down to Tim Hortons, got myself a coffee, relaxing on this Monday afternoon. So, um, definitely uh, a lot going on for me in terms of podcasts and things like that, trying to create some new content on the daily. But as for yourself, you know, you're a very busy guy with your self-defense training, your wrestling career, and, of course, your fitness schedule. So, for beginners, you know, you, you meet the lankiest kid in the room, the skinniest kid in the room. What's the first thing you're going to tell him to do?
1: Put some muscle on, kid. <laughs> um, and in all seriousness, I would say, you know, start hitting the weights. Start, uh start packing on that protein, you know, um, uh, speaking of which, I, I always suggest things like uh, uh, eating uh, chicken, chicken breast, um, chick, you know, chicken sandwiches, mostly grilled, you can get real creative in the kitchen with, with chicken, it, It's uh, that's the beauty of it, um, I would suggest, you know, Packing on the pounds, like I said, yeah, getting a lot of protein sources in, chicken, beef, steak, um, and that doesn't mean, you know, you have to go overboard, but just, you know, getting your meats in there uh, more often than not and, uh, you know, mix it up. You know, uh, get, get some asparagus, you know, uh, in there and your other vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. That doesn't just have to be, you know, solely meat but uh there's a lot of people out there i notice don't eat a lot of meat or or not enough you know of it to uh to get any decent results from it um so that's something definitely you know if if you're a bit underweight you you want to start you know uh getting that protein in and uh you know a lot of people are under the impression that um uh, you know buying big bags and buckets of protein are going to you know do wonders for you and and Eating this and eating that is going to put all this protein on for you. Now, it will, indeed, but the flip side of it, your body only absorbs, you know, a a small percentage of it compared to what people think. Um, I'm just just going to take a shot in the dark here off the top of my head. uh, You know, let's say uh, you had a protein bar and it was uh, 24 grams of protein. Your your body probably only would take in, you know, maybe 9% of that. You know, um, so, so that, that, uh, you know, really is a big thing, you know, getting, getting the protein in, uh, lifting heavy, you know, uh, you don't necessarily have to be a, you know, a, a bodybuilder or a power lifter, but, you know, get in there, do some bench pressing, uh, um, you know, some squatting, things of that nature. If you, if you want to put the pounds on. Yeah,
0: definitely, and there's two ways, I feel like, of a way to get into a shape. <laughs> there's a lean, and then there's um, a big muscle, and I want to, you know, kind of, like we were talking about earlier, it's all about getting that swimmer's build so I have that all-around activity. Now, for people that are listening and are ready to just get started and get going, like, for a starter, how do you just begin? Like, how do you just begin getting into this? And if you want to be big, and the guy wants to do it right now, and he wants to take the whole journey, what's his first day going to be like?
1: Um, I, I know everybody could get, you know, or a lot of people could get excited about, you know, their journey and, and working out and muscle gains and all that kind of thing. And, and, you know, they should be excited. However, you gotta be safe. And I would, uh, I would start off gradually, you know, uh, start off with two pound dumbbells, five pound dumbbells, 10 pound dumbbells. Um, for example, you know, uh, but rather it be curls, bench pressing, squatting, you know, uh, increase your weight gradually, you know, build that strength up first before you go in there and, and get nuts in the gym and uh, end up injuring yourself and then be on the shelf for a long time and prolong your results. So um, I would definitely, um, you know, start off light, see see what you you can lift and, and start off with, with using a spotter, you know. Um, get somebody to spot you. If you don't have somebody to bring along with a friend, a, a relative, or anything like that, at least you know try to get a staff member from a gym or, or somebody that's not too busy in the gym, uh, which they should be. But in case they're not and they're just kind of standing around, you know, you know, ask them politely to, to assist you, and uh, you know, um, try try to uh, increase your weight over a course of time. Don't don't try to rush it. And get hurt or something like that, but uh, you know I think anybody can do anything they want to if they put their mind to it and and uh, put the effort into it. Uh, if your goal is to to you know like you're saying uh, to to have that uh, swimmer's type of built athletic you know uh, body figure, then then you don't necessarily have to be you know lifting enormous poundages. You you can do push ups, sit ups, squats, you know simple calisthenics. And mix it up, where, you're, you know, a couple days a week you do a little heavy weightlifting, um, but you don't have to go too crazy when you're just aiming for a swimmer's build. Uh, if you're, if you're trying to get that uh, Triple H figure there, 270, 280, something like that, then you know you you really gotta, you know, uh, go balls in the wall. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, put them put them uh, weight plates on. You gotta stack that bar. Um, you know, load it up with them 45s, do some squatting, do some bench pressing. I'm a big fan of squatting um, as obviously, you know, that's your, your largest muscle there. Um, I'm a big fan of, of, of squatting and, and bench pressing and all that kind of thing. Myself, I do a lot of circuit training, going station to station. Um, you know, and I I like to start my workout, workout <laughs> workouts with the, the – heaviest part of my workout first um being that's when you obviously have the most energy you know so uh why not get it out of the way and then work into lighter weight um as you lose energy uh most people don't do that way but that's that's something to look into
0: Kind of a little bit of an off-topic question. Once again, you know, I I really appreciate the valuable feedback to our fans listening from around the world in terms of workout routines. But another thing that kind of strikes an eye to me is, you know, you have to be in shape to face Ronda Rousey. Um, When it comes to your WWE extra experience, you know, what was one of your favorite skits that you just knew that would work? I'm
1: sorry, uh, Mr. Garber, can you repeat that question?
0: Yes, sir, no problem at all. Uh, my qu- my question was, is when you're a WWE extra talent, you're thrown into many situations with the likes of working with Ronda Rousey and Daniel Bryan and things like that. But if you could pick one moment from all the times you've been on TV through your numerous WWE appearances, which one would stick out to you the
1: most? Oh, good question, my friend. Um, I would honestly say... Ronda Rousey, uh, that, that moment with her the first time around where I was a guest official for the night really, really stood out, really meant something to me. Uh, being the megastar that she is, you know, it was, it was amazing and an honor to work with her despite getting banged up. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, and then I had, to, you know, another opportunity following that where I came in as kind of a bodyguard type of role, and, uh, that was a big deal too. Both of those TV segments that I had worked with her ended up being, uh, seen in Forbes Magazine, uh, Bleacher Report, TMZ Sports, and it just got a lot, a lot of major media coverage. So I would just, you know, jaw drop that on the exposure that that got for her, but myself as well. Um, just an amazing opportunity given to me. Uh, thank God for that. Um, however the stuff i've done with uh daniel bryan in more recent times and uh, uh detroit there on smackdown me taking the boots to him and taking his finish and, you know and a few other things was just uh out of this world you know you you, you never know what uh what's going to be thrown at you and i was just you know uh, blessed to be a part of it
0: almost definitely and you're a huge contribution to our business and i look forward to the fitness tips that you provide us every week. Now we do have a sponsor and it is your main training facility. Where can people check out your gym that you go to each and every day?
1: When I am in the Chicagoland area, I like to go to Evolve Fitness. They are a big supporter of the BBM Ballistic Brent Myers. They have a lot of weightlifting equipment. I know they are in the process of getting some heavy bags in there and bringing myself in to do some fitness-style self-defense for women. Uh, We're going to do some seminars. We're going to do some autograph signings. We just shot a commercial a a few months back, a lot of things going on with Evolve Fitness. they got about six or seven Midwest locations and looking to expand across the state. And who knows, maybe even overseas someday. They're, They're doing huge things. Um, I encourage anyone that happens to be passing through Chicago or any of the Chicagoland suburbs to look up Evolve Fitness. Uh, you could also look up Ken Moy, who is the manager at the Orland Park, Illinois location, right outside of the city of Chicago. Tell him the BBM sent you, he'll help you out, no problem.
0: Absolutely, and that's it. That's, it looks like that's the official gym where the Jordan Garber now interviews get big and dominate the competition, like yourself. Now, before we wrap things up here, um, two dates I'm announced for. I have a four-day tour coming up in the later end of June, and I will be in Edmonton and Calgary in October. That should be very exciting. But uh, for yourself, what are some of your dates coming up since this pandemic is toning down? And uh, as, as we have you on every other week, where can people follow you on social media?
1: Another great question, Garber. That's why you're one of my favorite podcasts out there. Um... I will be returning to Nashville, Tennessee, July 25th with Coastal Championship Wrestling. They are a promotion based out of Florida and taking the show on the road. I just got booked for that recently in my last training trip in Florida just a few days ago. Uh, I am currently in Victoria, Texas, former home of Stone Cold Steve Austin, to my knowledge. <laughs> um I am out here on some business slash personal time. Um, and I anticipate setting some seminars out here for, uh, setting up some seminars out here for self-defense and fitness. I'm working on that. Um, I don't have the exact dates at the moment, but it it is in the works. Um, and then I anticipate doing some stuff with the WWE in the future uh, I don't have any dates on that yet, but uh, they are telling me that they will be functioning like normal in July or August possibly, so I hope so. I hope I, I, I get some more stuff uh, coming in from them. It's always an honor. Uh, but right now, the, the only date I have solid is July 25th, CCW, coming to Nashville.
0: That's huge, man. Nashville, Tennessee. The fir- I think that's the first time Coastal Championship Wrestling is run there, I believe.
1: I, I believe so. To my knowledge, this is going to be a big deal. We got uh, some talent that's actually um, going to be put up in apartments in Nashville. There's so many of us. Um, if we if we all got a hotel, we probably rent out several blocks because there's there's going to be talent coming in from all over the globe. Uh, and I am absolutely honored to have been asked to to be a part of this event. Um, They have so many guys they obviously can choose from, and they chose the BBM to be involved here, and I am looking forward to it. I'm staying in shape. I'm hitting the gyms, and uh, I'm ready to rock and bounce back from this unfortunate crisis. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad this crisis is over, and very, very soon we
0: are back to business. I am so excited to return to the ring on June the 19th, and I'm sure you are as well.
1: Any other comments? God bless America and God bless Canada.
0: Right on, man. Well, it's always great to have you on the program. And once again, BBM, thank you very much for your fitness advice, tips, and of course, your knowledge.
1: Take care. Thank you.
0: Do you enjoy talking to your favorite wrestling superstars? Well, Jordan Garber now has an opportunity for you. For only $5.99, you get to have a 10 to 15 minute conversation with any of your favorite Jordan Garber Now interviewees. Send me a Facebook message for more information. the Jordan Garber's world here on angrymarks.com. You are about to listen to an interview I did with former TNA X division champion Kazarian. Kazarian wrestled for Primo's Wrestling here on January 31st, 2015 in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And now you are about to listen to my interview with Kazarian. I am here with none other than Kazarian. How are you doing tonight?
2: Good. Why are you, Mark, so angry? It's a good time to be a Mark. You don't have to be angry. Good oh, wrestling, New Japan, WWE, NXT, Primos, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor—all these good wrestling. Stop being so angry, Marks. Well, that's what it's called, though. It's know, called angry, Marks. Stop being angry, God. <laughs> come on, there's a lot of good wrestling out there. Let's let's be happy, Marks. Can we switch the Can we switch the URL to Happy Marks? <laughs> I will
0: actually send that to my producer. We, we may change Stop it to HappyMarks.com. <laughs> so, tell us about starting out in the business. How did it all come about?
2: Um, I think like everybody else, it was a Obviously a diehard fan. Wrestling caught my interest when I was about seven years old after seeing Rocky III and seeing Hulk Hogan. And then immediately after that, going and renting the videotape of WrestleMania One. How archaic is that videotape? Uh, and then seeing that, and first match was Tito Santana, and uh, I was just hooked. Just enamored. that. And from then on, my life revolved around wrestling, toys, action figures, video games, tapes, watched it. I primarily, in California, got WWF, so that's what I grew up watching reading all the magazines and reading about NWA and AWA and Crockett stuff in Mid-South. So obviously I knew who everybody was, but the only guys I saw on TV was WWF guys and just made a decision when I was a kid, like, you know, wow, this is what I want to do. I want to be a wrestler. You know, when we're kids, we dream big. I just really never grew out of it, man. Like, after high school, all my buddies and friends were going to college and joining the military, and back in my mind, I really want to be a wrestler. I am really small at the time, but, you know, I got a job, saved us some money, tried to put on a little bit of size, got myself in shape. and Back then uh, internet was still fairly new, so I would just research schools and sent away for books and talked to people and met legends such as Bret Hart and different people and decided Killer Kowalski School was the place for me to go.
0: And what's some of the most valuable things that you learned from that school since he's such a great legend in this business? Well
2: first first of all, I wouldn't I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for him. He I owe my whole career to him. Um the reason I went to that school, which was in Massachusetts and I lived in California at the time 'cause I wanted to be trained by the best and I wanted to be trained by a legend. And Killer Kowalski's name is you know, it's I don't want to say it's a household name, but it's synonymous with pro wrestling. So so getting there and you know, I was fortunate enough to get a lot of the in ring training. Killer was Walter, this is his real name. was up in his seventies at that time. But uh he was still getting in the ring. He was very, very generous to me, realized I'd traveled three thousand miles to be there and um really kinda like took me in, they gave me a ride back to my motel after my first week and pulled me aside, and he said, hey, you, you take really good bumps, you have something, and that meant the world, to I me, mean, you know, scared 19-year-old kid, but, uh, and then from then on, you know, we had four four practices a week, and I didn't really have any friends up there, and uh, so I would ride to and from class with Walter, he'd come pick me up, and we'd get to class a couple hours early, so, you know, I got the benefit of getting in the ring with him, just him one one, which was invaluable, twice on weekends, uh, but the, what I learned up there, um, most importantly, is fundamentals, which I think is lacking in today's Younger generation. There's still some guys teaching really good fundamentals. Guys like Lance Storm and the deadlies and just repetition, 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 and just learning the fundamentals and how to work before learning how to do flashy moves and all that. Just learning the fundamentals of the business is invaluable.
0: Uh, tell us about uh, coming to TNA. How did you get the call, and uh, how did you become such a big name there? Before becoming a big name there, how did it all begin for you? Well,
2: I was on an overseas tour in Europe. I was working for Zero One in Japan at the time, and. Um, I did a tour with them, and right after that, I had a two- or three-week tour of Europe, and it was put on by this promotion called WWA, ran by Andrew McManus, and uh, Scott who was like the, one of the agents there, he was working for TNA at the time, and Jeremy Barash and Jeff Jarrett came in, and Disco Inferno, and all those guys were uh, TNA, and this is when TNA was in its beginning stages. So we did the tour, and uh, they all kind of you know, said, so, oh, how long have you been working, and had that talk, and I had known Scott Demore a little bit before that, and... Uh, you know, just and they, the first time that those guys saw me work. So after that tour ended, you know, about a month later, I got a call uh asking if I wanted to come in from Scott Moore, asking if I want to come to TNA for a tryout. Oddly enough, I had a tryout with Ring of Honor and WWE the weekend. And then Wednesday, I had a TNA tryout. So and then I, I did my match at TNA. It was a six man tag. Then got home, got travel for the next week, came back and uh got travel for the next week, came back. And I was like, I guess I got hired. <laughs> And then a few weeks later, I got a contract, and that's how it started, man. And um, about just, uh, you know what, I think, you know, a handful of us that were there in the beginning, like the amazing Reds and Low Keys and Jerry Lynch, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, um, Chris Saban, guys like that. I think we really put in the work to build, you know, what is today the X Division. And uh, I think uh, at that time, it was something really new really cool, that fans really got behind. That basically defined what TNA was. So I think out of that, out of all those group of guys really created an identity for themselves as TNA X division guys, and that really uh, helped TNA get to another level, I think. You
0: brought up uh, having the WWE trial and the TNA trial, it's close to the same time. Um, Obviously, people dream as a kid of getting that WWE tryout. Yep. How did you feel when you got that call? Well,
2: I mean, I had had trials before that. I had, you know, I my first time I went up there, I think it was ninety nine or two thousand. I used to just go up and do dark matches anytime they were in Los Angeles or Anaheim or even up to like San Jose. I was working for a promotion called UPW, which was basically a developmental system at the time for WWF, and I had a good rapport with all the guys up there. You know, it was a lot different back then. I. The guys kind of knew me by name, and, you know, I had done a bunch of dark matches and Velocity and Heat and Chuck and Saturday Night, and me and Nova were teaming at the time, and we had a good thing going. I honestly thought, you know, they brought us up a couple times to do matches, and I thought, hey, maybe they might do something with us. And, you know, and I always just got the feedback I got was always, you're doing great, please keep doing what you're doing, you uh, know? Okay. So, you know, having a WWF tryout wasn't much at the time, because it was just like, well, I've had, you know, they've known who I am for a couple of years, so it was a... Uh, I became a little comfortable up there, believe it or not, and uh, so it was just like another tryout. You know, it was just another. Well, let's see what happens.
0: TNA released this video game. If you want to go kind of a bit back, they had this whole suicide character, mm-hmm. and they told you to play that suicide character. When they told you to do that, what did you think about that?
2: Well, the video game was terrible, first of all. I can agree, uh, yeah. uh, but uh, it was just you know I was I, I was I at first I was really really upset. Remember, I got the call and Vince Russo was. Go, bro, now I know you were heavily involved with the video game. Yeah. I go, no, Vince, I wasn't, as a matter of fact. He goes, oh, like, he had no clue. He said, we got this character, his name is Suicide. And he starts pitching it to me, and I was furious at the time. And I remember <laughs> after the, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I can do a good Vince Russo. Uh, I, uh, and I remember going up and, and at a pay-per-view and asking Jeff and asking Dixie and asking Vince, and going, like, what? You know why me? And I, I had like they were explaining this is what we want. We want a video game come to life, and I'm like, that's not me. If you want that style, I can I can name you a thousand guys. And I pitched uh, Pat at the time, who's now Neville. I pitched Sanjay. I pitched T J Perkins. And they're like, No, we need someone we could trust, which I thought was BS. But you know, I was really upset. And but after a while, I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take this as a challenge, and I'm going to embrace it. And uh, I did, and I thought I did a good job with it.
0: Thoughts on Bad Influence? How did that all come about with you and Christopher Daniels?
2: Um, towards the end of 2011, uh, Fortune uh, had basically broken up. They had um, positioned Bobby Roode to be the top heel in the company, spot he had earned because he's great. And they were doing something with him and James. Uh, Chris and AJ had just kind of finished a little bit of a feud, and Chris wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything. And so we pitched that we become a tag team um, because, we, you know, we'd been – best friends for years before that, known each other for a long time, and we knew it would work. And uh, so, you know, they kind of let us, you know, they were like, okay, maybe, we'll see. And they kind of uh, positioned it to where it happened. And uh, it, it was instant chemistry like we knew it would be. And uh, it, it, uh, I think it blew up bigger than they ever thought it would. And, you know, we became one of the best tag teams in the history of the company.
0: So you look at your career now, uh, are you enjoying it
2: nowadays? Absolutely, man. This is honestly to God the first since last June, this is the first time I've been truly independent, God, for, uh you know, I, it was 11 years. You know, i had been under a contract in one way, shape, or form since 2003. So it feels good to be independent. I really like that. You know, I really like not necessarily having to answer to anybody. And, you know, our schedule is still really full, and we're still doing a lot of overseas dates and, you know, Ring of Honor, which is having the time of my life there because they got such an incredible roster, and they treat us so good. And, you know, coming back up here to Canada and just, you know, having the freedom to do that and... Getting to wrestle guys that I, you know, had only seen and heard about and not had the chance to get in there and mix it up with has just been awesome. You know, I've had, I've had arguably some of my better matches, certainly some of the best tag matches in the last eight months or so since we left TMA. So is there anything else you want to say or? Uh... Hey man, just uh, wrestling's in my blood. It's, it's who I am. It's what I do. I love doing. I love coming up here and working with guys I've never worked with, wrestling guys I haven't wrestled. Talking to younger guys, it's, you know, I'm very humbled and honored when guys come up and ask me for advice, and I'm happy to give it, paying it forward, because somebody gave it to me. Getting to work with my best friend, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles, who are my two best friends in the world, and getting to, you know, still travel with them a lot. And I'm having the time of my life, man, so just thank you for your support, and thanks for supporting Indie Wrestling, and Ring of Honor, and all the stuff that we do. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. That,
0: that was none other than a throwback interview with Frankie Kazarian And that interview was done in 2015, and that interview was a big building block for me. After that, I proceeded to uh, begin reaching the press with Playboy cover girl Maria Canales. So I hope you enjoyed this short edition of Jordan Garber Now. I'm going to be back with you with another throwback interview and possibly another live interview coming your way tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And remember, the regular way you can listen to this show is every single Friday. That's when we run usually. That's our regular show, every Friday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. For myself, Jordan Garber, and Jordan Garber Now from Studio 998, you guys have yourselves a great night. Thanks for tuning in to the Jordan Garber Now podcast. Are you that wrestling fan looking for that perfect television package to meet your needs? Well, Real Aid Media has the perfect option for you. With the Wrestling Box promo, you pay for the box for $199.95. After that, you're only paying $29.95 per month with no contracts and no obligations. Real Aid Media also provides marketing services operating in five countries to book an appointment or to get your wrestling package, go to s-t-e-v-e-n-b-e-n-z-e-l-o-c-k.bookify.com. That's Stephen Benzelock at bookify.com. Check it out. Real Aid Media providing great wrestling content for a cheap price. ...the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling... pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv you heard the muse promo code powerslam now looks like we got a caller calling in from portage the prairie what is your name and where are you from I'm Bernie. I'm from Winnipeg. I'm just visiting Portage La Prairie. And what's your question? My question is...
2: Ah, i <laughs>
0: So you called in just to say that. Thank you very much, Bernie. <laughs> we have more great callers coming up. Are you looking for the best vehicle for your needs at an affordable budget? Well, Hickman Auto Sales and Financing has exactly what you're looking for. Choose from a wide variety of vehicles like the 2012 Hyundai Tucson GLS, the 2016 Chrysler 200 LX, and a 2020 Chevrolet Tahoe. All trades are accepted and paid off, and child tax, pension, disability, EI, social assistance, or self-employed are all approved. Low payments of $0 down. For more information, call 204-898-3511 Or visit HickmanAutoFinancing.com.
1: Tell them Jordan Garber now sent you.